In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ. You may have heard the phrase, it's very common in Holy Scripture, from Proverbs, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. For the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Well, there is also an opposite axiom that is equally true. The fear of death is the beginning of foolishness. Fear of death is the beginning of foolishness. What this means is that out of the fear of death, people think very foolishly and act very foolishly. foolishly. They will hurt other people from the fear of death. They even will kill other people because of the fear of death. They will cheat other people, lie about other people, do anything they can to hold off the possibility of death. But we as Christians do not want to be motivated by the fear of death. We are motivated rather by the fear of God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Fear of death is the beginning of foolishness. We look at what's going on in our world and the response to the coronavirus. And while I certainly agree with taking all precautions and being careful and not taking any measures that would endanger other people by exposing them to the virus, the reality is that many people will be exposed and are being exposed regardless of our best efforts. Thankfully, only a very small percentage of those people are becoming critically ill or even dying, but a certain percentage will. And ultimately, we have to decide whether we're going to live our lives in the shadow of the fear of death or in the fear of God. Someone told me that in the city of Toronto in Canada, they are passed an ordinance prohibiting anyone from having Holy Communion, prohibiting the churches from administering the sacrament of Holy Communion. I see this as an example of the fear of death being the beginning of foolishness. While the church certainly is obligated to cooperate with the state in many regards, there does come a point where the church has to decide whether they're going to obey God or men, whether they're going to let the fear of death rule or the fear of God rule. An excellent example of how Orthodox Christians are motivated by the fear of God and not the fear of death comes from a story told to us by St. Nikolai Velimirovich in today's prologue reading. There are many, many 
Orthodox saints who were well aware of the day of their death and the circumstances of their death. And they never feared death. They lived constantly in the fear of God and had no regard for when and how they might die. St. John, St. Nikolai says, many ask themselves why God takes young men, girls, and children from this life, does not leave them to grow old, and then take them through death to the other world. It is God's plan, his dispensation, the holy desire of his providence. But there are some examples in the enormous experiences of the church when God sometimes does the former in conformity to the desire and prayers of those pleasing to him in the other world, or of kinsfolk. Saint Adarus, who in monasticism was named Athanasius, had died, and he appeared to his wife after his death, where he had, he had actually left and gone to a monastery and suddenly died, leaving his wife with three young children. Obviously, she was very distraught. She did not know what had happened to her husband. Here she was with three small children. And so God, in his mercy, gave this saint the ability to speak to his wife and reveal the reality of what had happened. When his wife reached despair from worry about her frail children and from concern about her husband, not knowing where he was, he appeared to her in a dream from the other world with a radiant face and shining garments and said to her, Stop crying and railing against me. I will take two of the children to myself. But you, if you wish, stay and grow old for the salvation of your soul. How would you like to be a young widow and get that message from your departed husband? We find out what her response was. <clears throat> At the same time that this vision occurred, he also appeared to St. Theodore Stylites and said to him, In three days' time, an old nun in a monastery near you will go to the Lord. Put my wife there in her place, that she may live in asceticism as a man in that cell. So he has a plan for his wife, and he's setting everything up for her. I wonder what she would have thought of that. We'll find out. Put my wife there in her place that she may live in asceticism as a nun in that cell. Let the youngest child stay with her until it is grown up. He will follow in my footsteps and will inherit the apostolic throne in Jerusalem. In other words, Two of the children are going to be called home to heaven with their father, but one of them will stay with the mother who will become a nun 
and will stay with her until he has grown up, and then he will become a holy man of God, as his father was, and will become patriarch of Jerusalem. And indeed, all came to pass as he had said. The old nun died on the third day, and also Adaris's two elder children. His wife took over the old nun's cell with her youngest son, who, when he grew up, became patriarch of Jerusalem. My children in Christ, much better to live in the fear of God and die young in wisdom than to live in the fear of death and to die old, full of sin and unrighteousness and wandering away from the true and living God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ.